It's okay. almost like we trained it. I'm trying to pray for you. Are you trying to pray We're for me? We're not working great this morning, <laughs> is it? Pray for me, please. I will. So, Father, I just praise you for Steve, Father. We praise you, Lord, that your word is alive and active, Father. And I pray that he, as he brings your word this morning, Lord, that it will go forth, Jesus, in your precious name, Father. Amen. 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 Oh, that's loud. You can bring it down a little bit, Roy. That's good. Wonderful. Hey, it's so good to see all your wonderful faces this morning. How are we all doing, church? Good. Are we ready for the Word of God? Good. Thank you, worship team, for leading us so well. Well done. Thank you. Hey, didn't Becky do a great job last week preaching? She, uh, she started us off on this two-part um, preach that uh, we've just had on our heart for this house about healthy you. So last week, Becky took the time to talk through healthy you, body, mind, and soul. And this morning, my focus is all about healthy you, healthy heart. How amazing is that? So Becky looked at the whole of us, and I'm going to zone in on one particular place, and that is our heart. And there's a reason why I want to, to do that this morning, and that is because the Bible has a lot to say about the heart. And uh, let me just give you a few verses and, um, from the Bible. It just says, Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 27, 19, As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Jeremiah 17, verse 9 to 10, the heart is deceitful, deceitful above all things and beyond care. Who can understand? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds are. Matthew 6, verse 21 says these words, For where your treasure is, there your heart is. And that's just to quote a few. You see, in fact, if you, depending on the version of the Bible that you have, the word heart is mentioned 826 times in the Bible. Wow. You see, if God wants you to know about something being very important, he's going to keep mentioning it, isn't he? And that's not to say nothing else is important in the Bible. Don't hear me wrong. But if God wants us to understand something about the heart, he's going to teach us a lot about it. Now this morning, there's no way that I can preach into every little bit of those texts this morning. And we can take each one of those texts and actually preach something specific on the heart. But what I want to do this morning is I want to focus on one of my favorite characters of the Bible. And that is David. Who knows David? You see, David's one of my heroes. Okay? David is one of my heroes. I'm so glad that when I was born, my parents decided to call me Stephen David Bell. Okay? David is one of the greatest men of God I have ever read about in the book of the Bible. In the Psalms, 
throughout the Old Testament, as we read about his life, David is a great man of God. And there are so many other great men and women of God in the Bible, aren't there? But in particular, I just want to zone in to David. Because as we learn a bit about David, we learn that God loved David very much. You see, this is what we know about David this morning. We know David was a shepherd, a poet, and a musician. He was a courageous warrior. But that wasn't why God chose David. You see, David in battle, he acted with invincible confidence. But that wasn't why God chose David. In decisions, he he judged with wisdom, but that wasn't why God chose David. In writing, he wrote with clear vulnerability and with quiet trust in God. We read that in the Psalms, don't we? But that wasn't just why God chose David. In friendship, he was loyal to the end, but it wasn't why God chose David. And even in his promotion to the highest, uh, highest position in the land as king, David models integrity and humility. But it wasn't why God chose David. You see, way before any of this happened, God saw something far more important. Wow. Just think about that for a second. Way before any of these things happened in David's life, God saw something far more important. He saw David's heart. Our text for this morning is 1 Samuel 16, and we're going to be reading from verses 1 to 7. And I'll bring some background and some context to these verses. But in verse In chapter 16, verse 1 to 7, it says these words. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Some of you need to hear that word, actually. And there's a a great word and preach and sermon in that. Because some of us, we mourn for Saul. We mourn for the past. But God's bringing something new in your life. Yeah? The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? since I have rejected him as king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. Oh, they're clear instructions, aren't they? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. That's walking by faith, people. See, obedience to God and walking by faith. That's Samuel. You see, so, I'm losing my place now. And I'll, (laughs) I'll show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. There we go. Samuel did as the Lord said, And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Elab. 
and he fought. Surely the Lord's anointed stands before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Wow. This is what we're going to focus on this morning. You see, healthy you, healthy heart, God looks at our hearts. God is examining our hearts this morning. He is examining our hearts. And as we look at this scripture, we see that Samuel was on his way to meet Jesse. He must have wondered what the new king would have looked like. Would he be tall? Would he be strong? He must be handsome. And what kind of man would I want to be king? These are many things that Samuel might have been thinking as he made his way to meet Jesse and his sons. And we know that Jesse had several sons, don't we? And custom tells us that the eldest would have been presented first. And when Samuel sees Eleb, this is, he sees a tall, strong man. And Samuel thinks, surely this is God's anointed. This is the one that God will choose to be king. But God tells Samuel, don't look at the outward appearance, but look within at the heart. You see, this morning, my first point to us is the heart matters. Yes? The heart matters. One by one, Jesse brings each son to Samuel, but not, not one that was shown was the right one. So Samuel asked Jesse a question. He says, are these all your sons? Are these all the sons you have? And Jesse answers, no. My youngest son is taking care of the sheep. Send for him, Samuel said. So when David comes, on the outside, his skin was tanned, he had a fine appearance, and he had handsome features. Obviously, boy band material, eh? <laughs> but then the Lord said to Samuel, get up and anoint him. He is the one. Wow. Could you imagine that moment in Samuel's heart when he sees David and God says, get up and anoint him. He is the one. God looked past all outward appearances and he saw directly into David's heart. And you know, all those things that I said at the beginning about why God didn't choose D David for those reasons. They were all part of what made David who he was. But his heart was the foundation that led him to his greatness and all that he could do. You see, without the heart, David wouldn't have accomplished all that he accomplished for God. You see, in David, God saw a man who would seek him who would follow his will and purpose 
and lead his people. To look at David outwardly, you would have seen, you would not have seen a great king. But God saw so much more. And, you know, as we go on to the next chapter, we see David is presented to Saul, isn't he? Against Goliath. And even, even Saul tries to put the, uh, his armor on him and thinks there's no way that this boy is going to be able to defeat Goliath. But David knew what was inside him. He knew the living God. You see, that was, that was David's first test. Goliath was David's first test. Because David went with obedience. He saw something bigger that needed to be accomplished. And he heard the will and purpose of God. And he followed God to where he needed to be. You see, the practical for us this morning is this. That if the heart matters to God, we should also see the importance when we're looking at our own lives. Sometimes we have to stop and look within. Is our heart for the will and purpose of God today? Let me ask you that. If not, are we prepared to lay down our agenda and begin to refocus? See, what is on the heart matters to God. See, the heart matters so much to God that he doesn't want you to surround yourself with people that have an infected heart all the time. Because infected hearts can infect your heart. I want you to know that. But that doesn't mean that we don't spend time with those that have got infected hearts, but it's about knowing the balance. Yes? You see, when we live our lives... We need to make sure that we follow God to the full purpose and will that he's asked us to do. And here's, here's my second point this morning. God sees your heart. He sees my heart. He sees your heart this morning. Let's ask ourselves a question. What is the heart? You see, the heart the ver the, the, these verses speak of is not speaking about that blood pumping vessel that's in your body. But it's talking about the inner man and woman. Yes? Talking about the inner you. I want to just give you a bit of an illustration this morning, if that's okay. You see, how many of us have watched that great film, Shrek? <laughs> Donkey. Yeah? I remember the first time I watched that movie with my kids, yeah? There's some great one-liners, isn't there? Yeah? But there's one great one-line with Shrek, right? And he talks about this. He says these words. He says, ogres, he says this to, to Donkey. He says, ogres are like onions. Okay? You have to peel each layer one at a time. Okay? Now, I don't want you to get offended. But we're the same. You see, in life, we, we build layers of protection in our life. We build layers that, that stop others from getting in and breaking down our inner man or woman. Yes? And that's good and right that we have those layers of protection. But here's the thing. This is what God does. He sees past 
all of your layers, all of the stuff that you've built up in your life, and he sees right to the center. You see, when God can see right to the center, he knows if there's goodness or if something's been infected. See, this morning, God is looking for a people who are after his own heart. And that is one of my points. That's my final point this morning. But we're not jumping there just yet. But here's the thing. We have to be willing to allow God to come into our lives. We have to be willing to say to God, search me, O God. How many of us have read those verses in the Psalms where David says, search me, O Lord. Let me tell you, if you want to pray dangerously, okay, that's one of the most dangerous prayers you can pray. Yeah? Search me, O Lord, because let me tell you, if you allow God in, he's going to turn your life around. Yeah? You want to be radical this morning. Yeah? Search me, O Lord. Let me tell you. Because your life will turn around from the place that it was to a place of goodness. You see, you only get the real person that is with him when you have spent time getting to know each other one layer at a time, don't you? But I love that God can see past all those layers and he looks into our hearts. You see, when God looks into our hearts, he sees our thoughts, he sees our passions, he sees our desires, he sees our affections, he sees our appetites, he sees our purpose, he sees our endeavors. And however we look outwardly, doesn't always reveal our attitude and the heart that is inside of us. But he knows you inside out. If God looks on the heart and sees the thoughts and intents of our hearts, then we need to understand this, don't we? We need to understand we also judge by the heart. Yeah? We see this quite clearly with David, that God has already looked into his heart and judged and seen that it is good. We can look good on the outside, but our challenge is to humble ourselves before God and to come with the right heart. I want, you to, I want to tell you this. David's brothers weren't bad men. It was just that God saw something different in David's heart. He saw somebody who would run after him. It's no good trying to be somebody else. You know, so often we try and put a mirror on, a facade. There's no good trying to be somebody you're not. <coughs> David came as he was, a shepherd boy. Come as you are. Come as you are. God's looking for nothing else. You know, anybody is welcome to come into this church. 
I want to say that very clearly. You walk through those doors, you come as you are. We're not here to judge church. We're not here to judge as family. People are on a journey to God. And anybody can come through those doors as they are. Yes? God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Yeah, we've all heard that. Yeah? I was never qualified for what I'm doing today. But God has equipped me to do what I need to do. Yes? Today, everything that is in you, God equips you for what you need to do. Yes? Everything that you need to do in the future, God is going to equip you for it. God has, has called us to come as we are. He equips, he empowers, he releases. So don't push yourself forward. We don't need to push ourselves forward. Because I tell you what, as a leader and as a pastor, I see people's heart. I look at the heart as well. Because I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like God. So as a church, come on. Let's let people see our hearts. Let's take away some of the, the layers and let people see what's inside. You see, our acts of obedience to his word is important. But our attitude truly impresses God. I want you to know that. What do I mean by that? Basically, our obedience needs to be right, for sure. But more importantly, our attitude towards God and his will and purpose is much greater. Yes? So, you see, we, we can do things, but underneath we can do things with a bit of a grumble, can't we? We've all been there. I'm not here to condemn. But I'm here to encourage us. See, God wants us to have the right attitude towards him as well. And he is so impressed when we come with a heart, even though it's difficult to do something, we're going to do it. Yeah? Even though I don't want to clean the toilet, I'm going to do it. Because somebody needs to use the toilet. I know that's a really weird thing to say on a Sunday morning. <coughs> but... Maybe that's a word. To, no. <laughs> There's no prophetic word there. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, listen. God's not impressed by things that impress the world. Yes? God's not impressed by things that impress the world. I'm just changing some mindsets this morning. He has a higher call. He has a higher agenda over your life. His higher call is to run after him, to run after his will and purpose. You see, God is looking for people with a heart after his own heart, someone that puts God's agenda over their own agenda. How amazing is that? See, it's so easy for us to come with our own agendas, our own purpose, our own task. But God's looking for a people who listen to him. 
who hear his voice, who follow his will and his purpose and walk into a future and a pathway that is his will and purpose. See, Acts 13 verse 22 says, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Let me tell you, just as Becky said last week, God doesn't make us robots, but he's looking for a people who have made the decision, made the choice to follow him, to go where no one else will go, to walk where nobody else has walked, to see what nobody else has seen. Come on, church. Alex shared a bit of his heart, and I'm sorry, Alex, for putting you on the spot. Forgive me. But you shared a bit this morning that you were crying out and you were speaking over people's lives because of what you've walked through. Yes? Let me tell you today, because Alex's heart is for that, he's going to see things that nobody else will see. He will walk in places that nobody else has walked. God is looking for a people who are willing to see what he sees. Like I said, my final point is this, a people after God's heart. This requires us to ask ourselves some questions. Forgive me if it's been a bit intrusive this morning. I've not meant it to be. But when we talk about the heart, we're getting to the roots, aren't we? We're getting into the, the inner person. And I'm speaking into your inner person this morning. You see, if we want to be a people who are after God's heart, it requires us to ask ourselves these questions. Are our thoughts his thoughts? I'm going to go slowly because I need you to just let these rest in your heart and in your mind. Are our thoughts his thoughts? Are we processing and thinking in line with God? Our passions. You see, the things that we're passionate about, are they the things that God's passionate about as well? God wants you to have your own passions. That, that's absolutely true. But are your passions to follow his passions? The things that are strong in your heart today. Desires. These are the things that we want. Are the things that you want, are they, are they things that God wants? you? Are they things that God wants you to see in your life? You see, we can, we can covet our desires sometimes, and God wants to give us the desires of our heart. Don't hear me wrong, church. 
I know for some people you've, you've prayed long and hard for someone in your life and different things. And I truly believe that God is going to give you the desires of your heart. But the desires of our heart come when we align ourselves with God and his desires. Affections. The things we're fond of or we like. See, what are we affectionate about? Are we, are our affections leaning into God's affections? Just think about what God is affectionate about right now in your life. Appetites. Not a kebab from the local kebab shop. But it is the things that we're hungry for. I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about the things we're chasing after, church, yeah? What are the things you're chasing after today? You see, are you chasing after things of the world? Is your life driven by social media today? Let me ask you that question. When you wake up, is the first thing you do... At Get out your phone and look on social media. What is your life driven by today? Is it driven by God's heart? Is your life driven by gossip, guys? Hey, listen. I understand. We live in a world that talks. We live in a world that loves to talk. We live in a world that loves to gossip. But we've been called to be different from this world. We've been called to stand out from this world. Come on. Are people saying about you, there's something different about that person because they don't gossip? What are you hungry for, church? Purpose. The reasons we were created. You see... Sometimes we can get hung up on purpose. But purpose is the very thing that gets us in and out of bed. But are we following God's purpose? Because let me tell you, my purpose every morning is to get up and get out and to do the will and purpose of God. Don't hear me wrong. I've got to get the kids to school got to get their lunches ready, we've got to walk the dogs, we've got to do all of the things that everybody does in their day-to-day life. But I also know that in my day-to-day life, there are God opportunities where we can share the gospel, where we can be the hands and feet of Jesus, where we can outlive the purpose of God in a new way. See, today, when we see things through the eyes of Jesus, the purpose of God, this is what happens. Okay? We learn to love someone, even though they're causing us pain. We learn to see somebody differently, even though they're out to get us. Because God wants us to see people differently. You know, more often than none, 
when somebody's coming at you because there's something deeper going off in their life. And actually, if you can stop and understand and see through God's eyes, because God's looking at their heart. Yeah? Remember that. God's looking at your heart, but he's looking at their heart as well. And if we follow God's heart, what happens? God shows us a way to root into their heart. Endeavors, the things we want to achieve. Who's an achiever in this room? Who's an overachiever? Any overachievers? Underachievers? <laughs> hey, listen. Sometimes we can be driven in life, can't we? By the things that we want to achieve in life. By the age of, duh, 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 I want to have a house, a nice car, a duh, duh, and so four kids and the dogs and duh, all of this. Okay? Sometimes we can be driven by the things that have gone before us. So their passions, the appetites, the affections, the desires. Yeah? But today God wants us to be driven by his will his purpose for our lives so come on church are we ready to live in a place where we can have a healthy heart you know God is looking for you and I to have a heart that looks after him let me tell you when I get to heaven I pray I truly pray that God speaks the words that he spoke over David's life <laughs> because I'm doing my best to live my life that way. So I, I'm trying to preach to you today from a place of how I've modeled my life but also how I'd like us to model our lives as a church as well in the Church of Jesus Christ because I believe that's what God's calling us. See, if I get to heaven and God says this, hold on, Steve good and faithful servant. Oh, thank you, Jesus. A man after my own heart. He'll do anything I want him to do. Come on. Let's just speak that over our lives. No. A man after my own heart. He'll do what? I want him to do. He'll go where I want him to go. Lydia, a woman after my own heart. She'll go where nobody else will go. She'll love where nobody else will love. And she'll see the good where nobody else sees good. Rehab, a daughter after my own heart. A young woman who's passionate, who's joyful, who loves me and wants to see the goodness of God in people's lives. Come on. I'm prophesying this morning, church. Prophesy over your own life. Brian, a man who is after my own heart, a man who loves my word, who lives for me day after day, who wants to see the kingdom of God pour out in this city like never before. 
come on. What are your heart? What's on your heart for God this morning? Jonah, a man that sees past anything that the world sees today. A man that wants to see a new future for his family. A man who wants to see a new future for this city. A man who wants to see the desire of God poured out into people's lives and the love of God poured out into people's lives. Come on, church, prophesy over your life. Come on, let's stand. Jesus. Jesus. Maybe right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end or start my ending where we ended last week. Because I said last week it's time, come on, to stop and think about your life right now. Is it time to realign yourself with God? Is it time to realign yourself with His will and purpose for your life? Is God on your heart right now? Are the will and purposes of God on your heart right now? As water reflects the face, so does one's life reflect their heart. Today, may your life reflect your heart, but also God's heart. Jesus. This morning, if you need to realign yourself with God, this is what we're going to do. Just reach out your hand. Come on. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Lord, we worship you in this place. Lord God, I thank you for each and every hand that is raised in this place. Today, Lord God, we humbly come before you when we say, Lord God, our minds, our hearts, our lives, they, they're not reflecting you in the way that we want them to reflect you, Lord God. And today we say, Lord God, we come and align ourselves with your will and purpose, Lord God. We humbly come before you and say, come and have your way in our lives, Lord God. We invite you, Lord God, to come and move among us, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for each and every hand raised, Lord God, that even this week they will see a fresh dynamic of a move of God in their lives. I pray, Lord God, that as they walk in their day-to-day -day life, Lord God, you will open up doors for them to share your word, to share your gospel, to be your hands and feet in a new way. And I pray, Lord God, speak into the inner man and woman today, Lord God. Pour out into the inner man and woman of God, Lord God. Pour a fresh anointing of your power and your spirit, Lord God into people's lives today. Jesus. Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. We're just going to worship for a little bit. We're just going to rest on what God wants to say. We're not going to move on.
too quickly. We're not going to speed up. But we won't take too long either. Let's just worship. I will lift my hands to God. I will fix my eyes on Jesus.
I just feel God's just saying to you, you put your trust in me. Yeah? You follow me. I will help you change a generation. Wow. Yeah? See, God will help you see things. place your heart right in him and you follow him all the days of your life I know that God will use you so mightily he loves you he loves your adventure your sense for adventure he loves the joy and the smile and the, the laughter that you bring into people's lives sometimes annoying your sisters, I don't know, but, but listen, I just really sense God wants you to know how much he loves you, and how much he loves your smile, and to keep following him. <coughs> Michelle? simply feel that God wants you to know he loves you, he sees you he sees you in the quiet he hears your cries in the quiet in the silence and he's with you he's not left you he's not forsaken you he loves you Sorry, I didn't get to meet you. Dee, it's lovely that you're here today. Just sense God's, that you've got decisions to make. Yeah? You're concerned about the decisions. You're concerned about the choices, making the right choices. He wants you to know that he's there to help you. He's there to guide you. He's going to show you which door to go through fact the door that you're going to go through is going to be so obvious to you because it's going to be it's going to be like you come to it and it goes it's going to go really wide so keep pushing and taking steps of faith Any word that I'm given today, it's all about weighing it as well. I'm not saying, thus say the Lord. I want you to know that. But you need to seek and weigh that if it's right over your heart and over your life. Yes? I can only act in obedience of what I feel God is saying in, over your life. Yeah? 
Valencia. Valentina, sorry. I had the joy of tasting some of your wonderful desserts the other night. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes? Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's going to be your victory song this year. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come and see what the Lord has done in my life. Come and see what God has done. The goodness of God. Let me tell you, 2023, you, at the end of 2023, you're going to be singing that song. Come and see what the Lord has done. Taste and see that the Lord is good. thank you for our time this morning. We thank you that you are with us, that you're among us, and that you've spoken into our lives. I pray, Lord God, anything that is not of you will fall to the ground, and everything that is of you will be fruitful and flourish and pour out in the days to come, in the years to come, in people's lives. I pray this in your mighty name, Lord. Bless my brothers and sisters as they go out in their week. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being at church this morning. Tea and coffee is served. We'd love you to hang around, chat, have some fellowship. God bless you.